your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make you feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. You know, it, 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 okay, I, I, I'll say this. I will say this about UCO's unsurprising wire-to-wire 45-3 win over Lincoln, uh, moving themselves to 3-2 and two on the season, the first winning record so far uh, under the Alan Doyle era. I, I will say, I will say that the, the main two goals were accomplished, and that was to see if they could string together eight straight quarters of, of at least solid winning football and, and getting out of that football game with hopefully no injuries. And I think both were accomplished. Uh, I would say the first half was fantastic. Five out of the first six drives ended, ended in ended in touchdowns. Uh, they they only punted the ball one time, so it was it was it was a a very quiet day for one David David Vargas. Uh, I just I it just not much. At the end of the day, it's 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 Lincoln. If if you if you watch that game, if if you went to that game, I, I know there's a few people. That uh, I communicate with that that do go to the road games, I, I, it, it, the outcome was never surprising. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I think when I was asked, I think by the old man, like what what would, how many points would I need to see on the scoreboard to be satisfied? Like just given how bad Lincoln is. I said I needed a minimum of 40 to really feel satisfied because what I did not want to have happen was a repeat of 2018 Missouri Southern. Uh, at that time, for those who are new, at that time, Missouri Southern is basically what Lincoln is now. A very, 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 very bad football program. And it was only a 10-0 game heading into the into the half. Uh, no one was happy. They ended up winning that game 31-0, but this just was... Probably the worst thirty-one nothing win I, I've ever seen. It, it, so I was glad that we were able to do what I suspected was going to happen. I uh, was able to get the pass game going. It's the best pass game has looked all season. Stephon Brown, our dear friend, career day passing the football. I was happy for him there. Uh, Jacob Delso, second straight week there. Well, third straight week really. A uh, career day for him again for a third straight week, as you will see when we get into the recap. We had we had some some debuts for a lot of guys, well, not a lot of guys, but, but 
for some guys in there. Uh, we had a return of a player that, uh, you know, I, I personally am very high on, as you will see when we get into the recap. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, it, it, it was exactly what was supposed to happen when you're playing an overmatched ball club like you are with Lincoln. Uh, you add in the fact that uh, Lincoln decided to press for homecoming, which, which I, I just, it just makes it worse. Uh, and, and you also add in the fact that for the first time in two years, we have a return of the Yellow Pants, which uh, Peyton Scott, when he came on there, informed me that was the case. Uh, I know he was a big man, a big point point portion of that uh, Yellow Pants movement. So that, that did indeed make a return as Lincoln decided to go with their road uniforms. Not that it, not that it mattered. I mean, they went to Icy Whites. It, it, it looked good, but... It only looks so good when you get ran on. Uh, I, I thought, I thought, aside from the past game, uh, Dominic Dunn, Dominic Dunn had almost 100 yards. Uh, so it, it's good to see the tight ends now because you got, obviously, we know what Dante can do. Uh, it, but we also know Dante is unfortunately a senior, which is, it truly saddens me. Uh, so we do know that we need to see guys like Oscar Ham and guys like Dominic Dunn there. It's good to see them showing something early on. Uh, we was able to run the ball fairly easily, which again I was not surprised. Uh, we was um, if we're looking if we're looking on deep on defense, defensive line was able to get three sacks in that football game. Well, not defensive line, but the defense as a whole was able to get three sacks in that football game. Michael Slater had a sack in that football game, as did Noah West. Uh, Michael Slater was destroying that poor tackle that uh, had the unfortunate draw of having to attempt to block him. Uh, again, it, it went it went as about as as you suspected against the overmatched team. Linebackers, I thought was good. Jason Harris had his first sack of the season. Uh, I saw Molo Hughes was out there too, making some plays. I will say, I will say, uh, the, the opening drive, the second drive for Lincoln. And throughout parts of that ball game, okay, it, it 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 almost was about to be a repeat of last season when they was able to throw the ball at will, because uh, the corners again are just uh, it, it they showed improvement last week, but I again Mike Honesy is just so bad under pressure, and, and again a, a credit to Cole Sanders unit there they kept Mike Honesy under pressure for like eighty five percent of that football game. Uh, and you can say the same with Lincoln. They they started their backup quarterback. I was surprised they did not go with uh, uh, Zamir Break, the, the dude that uh, carved up. You show last year they went with the one of the of that Nathan Valencia guy. Regardless, there were times in that football game where he he was carving us up, and, and it, again, it's still concerning. They they had that success passing the football, even with the pass rush. I think the one negative would be the corners here. Uh, we, they, they definitely we gotta we gotta get more consistent there. I think I think that's that's the thing we need because obviously we know next week or this coming week is Northeastern State the battle for the President's Cup. Now I need a win here because uh, I need a win for my guys. Trying by Zelda Fourth for Dante McGee for. Uh, or J well, I guess for those two, those two are like the senior seniors that have been here. Because I believe, uh, I believe Lane 
Peyton, Marlowe, Jason. They got they got at least another year to to my knowledge. Dylan Buckhead as well. Because uh, those guys have never lost to Northeastern State. So I don't want them to end the last President's Cup with a loss. Uh, I Again, I feel like we're just finding out better than Northeastern State is. That is an improved ball club. I, I will give them credit now. They, they, I will give Coach A.J. Eckert credit because that, that program was very bad when he took over. They were worse than Lincoln when he took over. Uh, it, it 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 was it was it was bad. I'll touch on that more when we get into that preview portion. But I I just feel like that should be that should be another game. We should be able to run and pass the ball effectively. Uh, the 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 defensive line again should be able to affect the pass game, limit the run game. Uh, so I think Lincoln. Uh, that's gonna be this is a very brief soapbox thought, but it, it, I mean, there's not much you can take away from the game. The game was over by half. It was 31 to three uh, by halftime. And, and then it was 45 to three, like fairly early into that, to, into that third quarter. Uh, the rest of the game, I mean, it, it, it's not, it's not much. The recap's going to be like five minutes. Uh, it, it wasn't, it was a lot of running from UCO. It was a lot of the backups in there. I will say, I will say the backup offensive line, it, uh, it, it, it it's a work in progress. Okay, now obviously this is surprised nobody at the starting line was a, was a work in progress. I just that's something that I don't know how many guys. I know Hector Becerra was out there. I know Matt Gardner was out there. I thought Kellen Coberson did a very solid job there at center. Uh, but it it just it just I think they allowed two sacks, two two setting two sacks. We set the stats in with English two sacks. Uh, they allowed with the with the backups in there. Uh, as something just to keep an eye on. Uh, they were still able to move the ball though. Uh, they had to move the ball. The only time they were stopped, there was a missed field goal by Nicky Covello. They tried. I think they were just testing out the man's range because obviously about forty two points. Uh, he missed it from fifty three. He had it long enough, but he pushed it. Uh, and then they had a fourth down in the red zone. Uh, Peyton Thompson actually had Dominic Dunn open for the touchdown. I think he just threw it a tad bit too low. Uh, and then on the final drive of the game, they actually probably could have scored a touchdown if they wanted to, but they decided to just kneel it out there. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, like I said, it's, it was it, – we, UCO went in there and, and did what they were supposed to do, uh, and, and that, was, that was play four solid quarters of football – Beat the brakes off them early. Uh, get young guys experience and 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 get ready for Northeastern State. And I, I think if you were to look back uh, at that, that is exactly what transpired. Before we get into the recap, though, I will say I apologize. I was not able to live tweet uh, during the game. I was busy and actually missed most of the first half of the game. Like I I, I had the game on that I was going to come on, so listening to it. But Lincoln, I just, I, I just, the, the, the screen, the screen, bro, I lit, that was, listen, I, it, the, the, the stream, the stream quality, first of all, the stream quality in that first quarter. So with, with just a, just a disclaimer, when you look at the highlight video this week, there's unfortunately none from the first quarter. And I really hate that because it was like 360, like P. 
uh, like video quality, and I just I, I, I you can't I can't solve that. I I really can't. Uh, their audio was like off for half the first quarter, and then a commentator. I just you know, I mean the guy was bad. We just call it what it was. If you listen to it, you know how bad that guy was. Like like the dude was like the. He literally saw an Arbor Turner's. <laughs> he thought... <laughs> he thought Arbor Turner's... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You'll laugh when you hear this. He thought for like the majority of the game that Arbor Turner's were, were both Phelps and Francisco Moreno. Both Phelps and Francisco Moreno. I know he said that at least a handful of times. He finally somewhat was able to realize that that wasn't the case. And it was either Javion Dangerfield, Diego Richards, Jacob Delso. <laughs> it was bad, man. I mean, he was calling like Nasir Kemper, Jalen Cottrell. He was calling... Like Peyton Scott, Andrew Corney. I mean, it was like, bro, do you not have a roster there? I mean, what? I, I mean, it, it was it was like amateur hour at the OK Corral. I mean, it it was is the worst commentary I had the unfortunate experience of listening to, probably ever. So, uh, just so just beware that the audio on the the uh, highlight video. It just 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 paying no mind because it's. It, it was bad. It, it was it was very 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 bad. Um, so just just keep that in mind there that 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 there will be no highlights from from the first quarter, uh, because of the video quality. So with that out of the way, here we will get into the recap portion. That will probably be the quickest recap portion, maybe I've had in a long time. Uh, so Lincoln, Lincoln would uh, receive the ball first, go three and out. A UCO will mount a very solid drive, a lot of running at the eye formation, capped off by Andrew Corney touchdown. Uh, UCO will take a 7 0 lead at the 10 12 mark. Uh, Lincoln would, however, mount a drive there on the next drive. Again, they were able to hit something in the, in the, in the pass game. However, UCO would tighten up and they will hold them to a field goal. Looking at 7-3 at the 5.49 mark. Uh, it then went south for Lincoln after that. Uh, at the 5.05 mark, Dominic Dunn had his longest catch of the season. Uh, 32 yards would lead to a Covetto field goal. Making it 10-3 at the 3.30 mark. That would be the final score of the quarter. However, at the minute 12 after another UCO stop, Madison Ridgeway, the Duke of you recall, I uh, made his debut last week, has been banged up. Made his first career catch, so shout out to Madison Ridgeway. Hopefully that is the first of many. Uh, usually did not waste ma- uh, much time here finishing the drive. They started before the end of the first quarter as the Sear Kemper would uh, get a touchdown at the 13-11 mark, making it 17-3. Uh, then you would be a series of stops. So usually we'll get a third down stop. Then, however, on the fourth down, Steph would throw an interception. I think that's the first of the season for Steph, right? First, I, I think. I mean, I, 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 again, you, 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 you've got to give 
you got to give the man credit because we know the struggles last year. He came on and I, again did fantastic. He came on. He admitted his struggles there. Well, I give him credit because the man said he's working on X, Y, Z and the fourth in the offseason, in the preseason, and we have seen it come to fruition. Uh, this is the best football I have seen out of Stephon Brown in the UCLA uniform, and I'm 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 glad for the man. I truly, I truly am. I was going to give a shout out there to quarterbacks coach Adam Lettenberg because he also uh, sung the praises there. We talked to him early in the offseason. He was singing the praises of one Stephon Brown there uh, and, and truly said that he thought Steph's game his knowledge of the game, his, his understanding, what he was seeing on film was much better than, than the way it had started. So I do want to give Steph there uh, and Coach Adam, Adam Lichtenberg a ton of credit. Uh, but again, after the Steph pick, UCLA will force a three and out. That would then lead to a touchdown set up by a Dominic Dunn catch. At the 637 mark, Jacob Delso would get the first touchdown of his career. So shout out to him, uh, making it a 24-3 game following a drive for Lincoln, which ended because of the Michael Slater sack. Uh, UCO would use a Stephon Brown run and another Jacob Delso catch to, to score the score with like 17 seconds left off a touchdown pass to Nasir Kemper. We're going to 31-3, and I mentioned early in the opening here, you still had a season high offensively in the first half in nearly every category. Uh, starting the third, uh, like literally about uh, less than two minutes into the ball game, Steph would uh, hit Jacob Delsa for a 53-yard touchdown. Beautiful. I, I, st- I mean, now I will say, there was one in the first half. It should have been a touchdown. I stepped through the ball beautifully, and I mean beautifully, and uh, it, it, the man dropped the ball. I, uh, Jacob Dallas was a foul, just dropped, dropped the ball. To the man's credit, though, on the touchdown I mentioned there at the 637 mark in the first half, that, that throw right there, that, listen, I, when, I, when I told you we had Steph on that second time, it, it, and, I, and I was – Talking to him there about that film. When I was watching the, the film of him at Independence, okay, there were throws in that film that made me literally stop. I, I had to watch it several times because it just throws only a few men on the planet can make. And we, we see, if you look at the highlight video, Look at the player of the week video because I, when you look at the numbers, you probably know who it, who it, who it is. The, the throw to Delso on that touchdown at the six thirty seven mark, I got I, that right there. Actually, is better than the touchdown he had against Missouri Southern when he broke the man's ankle because the ball placement in the window near the sideline was just immaculate. Like that, you could. Oh, it was so good. I mean, he because the oh, it was, so, it was it was beautiful. It was in a tight window. Uh, he put it right on the money. Jacob made a great catch. Was able to to stay in bounds. It was fantastic. It was it was a beautiful throw. It was a a a next level throw. It is throws 
we have been waiting to see out of Steph here. And, and again, it all oh, it was it just just watch the video. Just, just watch the video when it when it drops tomorrow. I'm telling you, oh, the, the pass was fantastic. Uh, but it was another great deep ball, as we know Steph takes pride in his deep balls. Uh making it 38 to 3 at that point. You still have would have 18 first downs in the football game. Uh and then let's see, after that, Robert Fuentes still sporting the cast would have a TFL. Uh, Noah West would get a sack on that on the same drive. Was a forced a turnover on downs for Lincoln. Uh, then after that, that was the last of Steph and most of the starters. Peyton Thompson would check in at quarterback, and at fullback was Peyton Scott. They might be sitting here thinking, okay, so probably not going to play in the year. All right, but I'm probably not going to play Jalen. So you figure it 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 might be. You know, Peyton and uh, uh, Carney, right? No. To the surprise of, I'm sure, many UCL fans at this point in time, myself included, there was indeed a Jace Gardner signing. We have not seen this man in, in, in any kind of offensive role since week one. Now I I I've heard I I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything because I I just I don't know for sure what's going on I've gotten bits and pieces of what's going on but it's it's good to see the man w- was able to get back out there uh and uh, made the most of it because at the eight forty seven mark he got his first touchdown of the season so I do want to give a shout out there to Jess I know it has been. No, it has been a rough stretch for you there, buddy, but uh, I, I just 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 know Chocho still believes in you. Uh, I think you made the most of your carries. Again, Jace running guys over, uh, making, making the most of, of his carries. So I, was, I was glad he got a touchdown there. I know Dante McGee was over there hyped for the man. Uh, it, was, it was good to see. Got a lead block by Peyton Scott at fullback, which, which again, I know uh, running back's coach, uh, James Gilbert there, when the game, when we talked to him, said Peyton Scott was probably about the, the best blocker that he had. So, uh, while I'm not too surprised at fullback, it was just weird because of the size difference. Uh, anyhow, that made it 45-3. to They ended up being the last score of the game. Uh, the only other notes aside that I have here, Grant Lord, the OBU transfer from Jinx, he had a sack. I mentioned before, Jason Harris had a sack. Uh, there was a team sack at one point there. Um, Peyton Thompson had his best run in a UCL uniform. Uh, and that would be basically it, aside from some other Jace runs that you will see in the highlight video. Uh, so looking at the numbers here on the game, UCL finished with 31 first downs. Obviously, the, the audience are going to be season highs. I'm not sure about the rushing. I'm pretty sure it is. So just assume that every offensive stat I read to you is a season high. Uh, 31 first downs, 194 yards rushing at 4.7 yards a carry, 355 yards passing, 549 yards of offense on 72 plays. Uh, is that they better plant the ball one time. Uh, let's see here. They were 5 of 11 on third down, so much better than the over 12 from last week. Uh, over two on fourth. I think I, we got to we got to do better than that though. Five or seven in the red zone. I just 
Again, the last two with, with the backups in there, I just I'm not taking much stock in into that. Obviously, we have to go seven seven for seven, but it is what it is. Uh, and they had three sacks on the day, one or two on field goals. Uh, Lincoln ten first downs. Again, I gotta give Coach Rashad Sanders and Coach Brandon Lichtenberg there that shout out on their on their defense because Lincoln on thirty one carries had twenty two yards of rushing. Uh, 0.7 yards of carry, fantastic defense point right there. 161 yards passing, 183 yards of offense on 63 plays. They also had 11 penalties for 112 yards. Now, what, 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 what really got my crawl, especially early on that football game, Lincoln had the audacity while getting thoroughly ran on on homecoming. To try and talk noise. And it, it's just like there's a time and place. Okay. But when you're getting ran on, it's not the time and the place, right? Like if you're a long-term listener, you remember 28, 2019, okay? Northeastern State, historically bad football team, and I'm being dead serious. If you don't believe me, check the numbers. Historically bad football team. They had enough nerve uh, to plant a flag uh, on their side of the 50-yard line uh, during the anthem. And, and, uh, you know, I I personally took great offense to that. Uh, I know we talked to Lane Grantham. He mentioned how they had saw on Snapchat. uh, They were stomping on the midfield logo. Again, I I get it. It's a rivalry game. I get maybe you're, you're nothing to lose. But like, let's let's just be smart here now. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you was going to win that football game against Northeastern State in 2019, like they did against Lincoln. But I mean, you don't want to make it worse, and that's obviously why you should proceed to score 82 points in that football game. Uh, it, it's just you just you just gotta be smart. You gotta be smart on that bit if you if you're Lincoln. You gotta time and place. Uh, something that they obviously do not know the meaning of. Uh, aside from that, though, they punted the ball eight times. Uh, they were four or 16 on third downs, great defense. Over three on fourth downs, great defense. Their lone red zone trip ended in a field goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, they got two sacks on the day. All came with the backups in there. Looking at the individual numbers for UCO passing the balls to Farm Brown, 14 of 20, 273, three touchdowns, one pick, long 53. I think those are all career highs for staff in terms of yards and touchdowns. Peyton Thompson, six for nine, 49 yards, long of 20, sacked twice. And then JD Geneva, the redshirt freshman, formerly of Coweta, but out of Union. Got his first collegiate action, two of two passing, 33 yards, long of 18. Uh, rushing the ball, Steph still led, surprisingly enough. Uh, six carries, 46 yards, long of 11, 7.7 yards a carry. Jace Gardner, nine carries, 44 yards, one touchdown, long of 12, 4.9 yards a carry. Again, it's very good to see him out there. I, just, I hope... Hope this isn't the last time we get to see Jace out there. Uh, Dylan Cottrell, 5 for 39, long of 14, 7.8 yards of carry. 
Peyton Scott, 6 for 25, long at 18, 4.2 yards of carry. Andrew Carney, 4 for 17, one touchdown, long of 6, 4.3 yards of carry. Uh, Kevion Williams, 2 for 11, long of 8, 5.5 yards of carry. That, that was, those two runs he had were on the same jet sweeps. They tried with Diego for the past, like, four games. Finally got into work. I'm, I'm glad I give uh, Coach Eichenberg and Coach James Curley credit there for for the perseverance on on pretty much running that play call until it was going to work. Uh, Nasir Kemper, three for f- 11, one touchdown, long of 15, 3.7 yards carried, and Peyton Thompson, four for four, long of 21. Uh, looking at the receiving numbers here, Jacob Delso, again, career day. Four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns, long of 53. Dominic Dunn, five catches, 93 yards, career high, long of 45. Madison Ridgeway, two for 37, long of 32. Kevion Williams, three for 37, long of 20. Dante McGee, two for 36, long of 21. Uh, Terrell Davis, 1 for 21. Nasir Kemper, 3 for 18. One touchdown. Long a 10. Jace Gardner got a catch in the ball game too. Good for him. 1 for 10. And then Johnny Bazell got a catch in the ball game. All right, Johnny. 1 for 3. I did I did not. I did not realize. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you in the fourth quarter that OSU game was getting good when I was watching. Because I started watching the the the, the UCO game. A, a half late. So when they were playing the second half in real life, I was watching the first half. So uh, because the game was pretty much over with, so I didn't feel the need to watch. You know what I mean? To, to watch the second half and then go back and watch the first half uh, because it, you're winning that football game. So uh, I did have the OSU game on because, again, my cousin, Kendall Daniels, who forced a safety there. Fantastic. Um but good, I'm glad for Johnny. I'm glad Johnny was able to get, get a catch in this ballgame. Uh, defensively for UCO here, leading the way in tackles, you had uh, Noah West, six tackles, two TFLs, one and a half sacks. Chase Faber, six tackles, one and a half TFL. Dylan Buckhide, four tackles. Grant Lohr, four tackles, one and a half TFL, one sack. Uh, Blake Barone, four tackles. Laid a man out too. I, I won't have that. We won't have that highlight for you. Knocked the man's helmet off. A, a, just a great stretch of games there for Blake Barone. Uh, Calvin Hutchings four tackles. Jason Harris three tackles, one and a half TFL. Raekwon Wicks three tackles, one TFL. Connor Johnson three tackles. L. Aaron Hamilton getting on the action. Very good. The true freshman out of Milwaukee. Three tackles, a half TFL. Robert Fuentes, two tackles, a half TFL, playing with one hand. Uh, Jonathan Mosley, two tackles. Michael Slater, two tackles, a half TFL, half sack. Raymond McGuire, two tackles. Kaisha Murray Jr., two tackles. Hunter Largen, two tackles. Devacia Brunson, two tackles in a TFL. Okay, good, good for him because, as you know, that uh, Missouri Southern game was not that great for for him, so I'm glad he was able to get a TFL. Uh, Jordan Levu, two tackles. Kobe Stevens, one tackle. Trayvon Craig, one tackle. 
Marco Domio, one tackle. Lamonte Davis, one tackle. Jamori Ray, one tackle. Marlo Hughes Jr., one tackle. Uh, and then Zion Bell, one tackle. All right, good. Good for Zion. Montreal Kozar, one tackle. And then on special teams, Nasir Kemper, one tackle. Peyton Scott, one tackle. Cooper McCoy on the pick at one tackle. So, um, again, very good, very good all-around outing. Uh, it probably surprises nobody, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just one of those games where, like I said, the main objective, get in, do what you got to do, get out, and that is exactly what the team did because now they turn their attention. Northeastern State River Hawks, one and four on the season. Uh, they had the unfortunate task of losing to Central Missouri. Again, who was winless, right? Uh, uh, they have um, former UCO, and I, I say former in quotations because he was a UCO for like a month. Uh, former offensive coordinator Josh Lamberson uh, is there's their head coach because uh, their, their, their old head coach is now the offensive coordinator at Tulane under Willie Fritz. Uh, they they unfortunately went down there after a twenty eight point win over Lincoln. Okay, they had them feeling, feeling pretty good about, about them about themselves. Went down there to Warrensburg and lost 35 to 13. Uh, they had a 3-0 lead at the end of the first and then was outscored 35 to 10 the rest of the way. Did not find the end zone until a garbage time touchdown late in that in that football game. Uh, if we're looking at the overall team numbers from the Central Missouri game. Um, what you State had 12 first downs, 77 yards rushing on 33 carries, 2.3 yards a carry, 103 yards passing on nine completions with two interceptions, 180 yards total offense on 55 plays, 3 of 14 on third, 101 on fourth. They notched zero sacks in the football game, two or two on field goals. Central Missouri, on the other hand, again, this is a team that has been ran on for the majority of the season. 21st downs, 201 yards rushing on 42 carries with three touchdowns, 4.8 yards a carry, only lost nine yards rushing on 42 carries, uh, throwing the ball 237 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. 438 yards of offense on 69 plays, three punts in the game, uh, eight of 14 on third, two of three on four, three of four in the red zone, notched three sacks in that football game. So, uh, and then when we look here at the overall season numbers for Northeastern State Riverhawks, they are currently getting outscored 19 to 33. Now, Believe it, that is a vast improvement. Okay, that is a, that is a vast improvement. Uh, I don't recall the numbers from 2018. Uh, I mean, from 2019. If you go back on the playlist here uh, to the Northeastern State game from 2019, I, I go over the numbers. And I, think I go over the numbers. I think it was like the after the 
Emporia game, I think. I was just curious. Uh, numbers was bad. Then they were getting like outscored, something like 56 to 9, something like that. Then they allowed 50 rushing touchdowns that year. I think they had five sacks in 11 games. Uh, it, it was just very bad stuff. Okay, so it, even though they're still being outscored by about 14 points a game, it, it's just a vast improvement. Uh, they're averaging over 120 yards a game rushing. Okay, that is that is impressive because I think that's got to be... Did they have 100? I don't think they've had 100 since like 20... I don't know, like what, like 2017? Uh, okay, okay. Now they do only have two rushing, rushing touchdowns, uh, but 3.2 yards a carry, passing the ball, 152 yards a game, nine touchdowns, eight picks, and then as far as the average, 274.6 yards a game offensively. Again, it's just, it, 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 it's a work in progress down there in Tahlequah. Uh, and in terms of other stats here, 41.3% on third downs, 33% on fourth. Uh, they have six sacks on the season, so okay, okay, again, better. They scored 11 touchdowns. Uh, they have, they're six or 10 on field goals, so uh, okay, so that's something to keep, to keep in mind. Eight of 11 in the red zone, seven of 11 being touchdowns. 11 of 11 on PATs. Uh, then looking at what they are allowing, we mentioned the 33.2 points a game, allowing 189 yards a game rushing at 4.9 yards a carry with 13 touchdowns, uh, 201 yards a game passing, seven touchdowns, three picks, uh, 390.8 yards a game of offense, allowing 47% on third down. 33% on fourth down. They allowed 10 sacks so far in the season. Allowed 23 touchdowns, 17 of 21 in the red zone, with 15 of them being touchdowns. Uh, and then their quarter by quarter outscored in the first 41 24, in the second 59 to 41. In the third, they actually are scoring their foes this year, 23 to 21. And then in the fourth, being outscored 45 to 7. Now, it must be noted that their closest game, aside from Lincoln, was a 17 point loss to uh, Missouri Southern. So, Again, it's 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 an improved ball club by their standards, but they still have a ways to go. I go back last year on the road, and I, I gotta give North Interstate credit because they were definitely up for that football game. Uh, they tried their best in that football game. Uh, UCR, I'm gonna be honest with you, it it it, it, it was. And we're not gonna say they didn't try in that football game because they they still won by forty. But it wasn't like they, I don't want to say they went through the motions. It was whatever you would call a step. Uh, they thought they just did enough to win that game. Uh, and even that, they still were able to win by 40 points, score seven touchdowns. So, uh, uh, again, I just feel like, especially the offensive line, can continue to make improvements there. We know the run game 
uh, is is definitely should be a strength. I'm going to put the team allowing 200 yards a game rushing. I, I would suggest we can probably get the run game going, uh, whether it be with Steph or with Nasir or Jalen or hopefully Jace or Peyton. Uh, the pass game, uh, it, it should it should still be there. Uh, I know their best corner transferred to Eastern Kentucky. Uh, they do not have Mark Whelan anymore. So uh, it, they 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 are they are down some key players there from last year. Uh, looking at their team leaders though, running the ball, Darius Salter, sixty three carries, two twenty five, a long of twenty five, three point six yards a carry, and then Isaiah Davis, I feel like he's been there forever, forty four carries, a buck fifty three, one touchdown. The only rushing one of two rushing touchdowns on the season for them. Longer 19, 3.5 yards a carry. Uh, passing the ball. Now, they have used two quarterbacks. So Well, yeah, two quarterbacks so far that I know I'm aware of. Uh, now, I think last year they had the dude at a Tahlequah whose name is escaping me. Um... I think, or was it was it Grant Ellery? I don't remember. But regardless, our starting quarterback here, Jacob Fraser, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions on the season, sixty-one percent completion percentage, one hundred and twenty-four yards a game. Then you have Grant Ellery, three of eight, one touchdown, thirty-seven percent completion percentage, uh, and then looking at their receiving. Led by Malik Antoine, 19 carries, 19 catches, 279 yards, three touchdowns, long of 51, averaging 14.6 yards a catch. Uh, Deshaun Williams leads the team in touchdowns with four on 18 catches for 171 yards, 9.5 yards a catch. And then Claw Williams. 11 catches for a buck 19, one touchdown, long of 17, 10.8 yards a catch. Uh, again, this is not an explosive offense. I, this is just should be, should be uh, with the defensive line, the playing the way it is. Uh, it is again, you sure I still expect to see many punts in this football game. Uh, defensively, for them, they are led by Jordan, Jordan Lamote. Lamont, uh, 39 tackles, four breakups. Uh, in terms of sacks, they've got several with one. The most notable being Isaac Little, 18 tackles, two TFLs, one sack, one forced fumble. Uh, you've got DeWandre Crockett, what a great name. Uh, one of, one of his kin to Josh. Uh, 20. Tackles, two TFLs, one pick, one breakup, one hurry, one forced fumble as well. Uh, it's just not a lot of impressive stuff here. I mean, team high in TFLs individually is like two, and it's with one, two, three, four, five. I'll take that back. There's a dude with three. Novus Cullum, seven tackles, three TFLs. Uh, again, it's, 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 not, it's not a team... It's not a team that scares you. We, we just, we just, we just, we just gonna be honest here. It, it's not a team that scares you, but it's a rivalry game. Uh, again, much like I've been saying the past two times they played, 
Obviously, a win here would, would just make the season. Uh, so, UCL does have to come in the Thursday. Uh, they, they, they definitely have to still play a complete game. Hopefully, we get a repeat of what we got uh, to, to, today on Quinn Saturday. What we got today, when they, they went out there, they handled business against a much inferior opponent. Uh, and like I said, we able to get the backups in there and just ensure Dante and Johnny Mazel in their careers with a clean sweep over the Riverhawks. I will not be there because again, it is a Thursday game, and again with the with the work schedule, it just does not work. Uh, but rest assured, this will be the last Thursday game. If I have anything to do about it at home, that 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 that, that I miss. Um, because it's just it's just unfortunate that, that that this was the year we had the two Thursday home games. Um, after next year we'll have the one. Uh, so uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I guess before we get out of here though, um, I think the games are still being played across the across the conference. Um, because I'm recording this, it is currently seven twenty on a Saturday. I think the games are still being played here as I check the scoreboard. Yeah, because Kearney and Fort Hayes has not played yet. So uh, I won't update the standings. I will, however, give you the score from around the conference. Uh, we obviously know about Northeastern State. Uh, Northwest Missouri was able to rebound at home, 16-3 win over Missouri Western. That offense is just flat out bad from Northwest Missouri. Like, if they have to depend on Mike Honesy to throw the ball to win ball games, it's gonna be a long season. Uh, Pitt State beat Missouri Southern 38 to 9 at home. And then Emporia went to Wasburn and won that game 42 to 35. Oh wow. Okay. Emporia is a weird ball club, man. Uh okay, well, um, so uh there will be no standings because I'm recording this early. It just it just happened. It, the, the ball games aren't, aren't great right now. Uh, UCLA played early, and uh, it was a road game, so obviously I was able to go ahead and hop on the uh, recording here. Uh, and then finally, I do want to sit. We 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 here at the Cho Show. You know, we're we're all about trying to take our stuff to the next level. I have through sheer happenstance. I uh, have acquired the services of a photographer. So, um, for home games, we're going to try this out on the 15th, because that is the next home game I will be at. Uh, he should be there. Uh, we will see what he shoots, what we can use, and that will either be on the old YouTube channel, or we will use it um, for the teaser. Uh, pictures. So uh, just keep an eye on that. That has uh, fallen in my lap, and I do appreciate that. So we'll see where that goes. Also, also we here, you know, when we started this back in 2018, we used to at least dabble, updating every sport. Now since that time, you know, a lot has changed. I, I was with being a college student that had a lot more free time to working for the NBA. Uh, it's very tough to, to, to do so, but now that I have another regular 9-to-5 job, uh, it's time to get back into that because obviously in the offseason, we have some softball interviews. JC Mentor, Taryn Ritz, has some baseball guys on too. Uh, and I saw there was definitely interest there. 
Um, so we're going to, what I'm going to do, I'm not gonna make any promises, I'm not gonna be doing any kind of like in-depth, like it is for football, just because so much, football's easier, it's, it's literally, it's like once a week on a Saturday, and it's, 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 it's much more manageable for me to do. Uh, plus I already have a head start in like four years worth of knowledge on the program, but, but I will going, I'm going to make an honest attempt to at least make one, if not a few of each of the games here, uh, especially like basketball front, probably the men's the defending conference champs. Women's basketball team has a, a new coach that I told, I was told strategy is press for 40 minutes and jack up threes. So I, I believe me, if, if I can get in on that, I'm gonna get in on that. Uh, but I will be, however, at a, is it, is it is it Tom Thompson Field? Tom Thompson Field next Sunday, uh, October 9th, when uh, the UCO soccer team takes on, I believe it's Northwest Missouri. I, I was, I, you know, I was I was uh, requested to to go to the to the to the you know, game. It just happened. It was the week of a Thursday night UCO football game, so that that's great. Um, so I will indeed be there for a soccer game. Just full disclaimer for you, even though I filmed soccer for three years in high school, I have no clue what is going on. So just be fully aware that the that 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 the, the coverage is, is going. I'm gonna give my best shot. Okay, I'm gonna give it my my my, my best shot. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it. Like I don't think it's gonna be a full episode. My thought process is, is hopefully they win, which they have. They have been killing it uh, so far this season. Both them and volleyball, so shout out there to head coach Edgar Miracle on the volleyball front and Mike Cook on the soccer front. My, my thought process is if they if they were to win, okay, right, I, I will get post game with uh, Coach Cook and then maybe try to get it from a few of the, of the, of the players. Uh, we upload that on the YouTube channel kind of get a feel for that uh and then do the same for like basketball do the same for baseball uh do the same for softball i gotta check the volleyball schedule to see what that's like but kind of do that kind of gauge before i go full-blown into like full-on expansion i like that kind of how i want to do it because if if it's not if if it's if it's not going to help move our needle, then I would rather still devote that time to what is growing us as a brand, and then maybe at some point revisit that uh, later on down the road. So uh, just know that that will be coming. Um, I don't like I said I'm not sure what what form, but there will be content on other usual sports coming. Uh, so I, I just want that to put that put that out there. Uh, I think that is all the housekeeping that I currently have. So uh, again, great win today. Um, win as I expected. I hope Thursday goes as I expect, and I hope we come on here this time next week. And we're looking at UCO being four and two, uh, heading into is it is it four, and the Fort Hay in the Fort Hayes. It was the most impressive win last year. So uh, 
Until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Spooth. I'll talk to you all later.